business is the fuel that drives America. Innovation, hard work, risk, and reward. It's what many call the American dream, and we're bringing the dream to you. It's the Business Beyond the Boardroom Show with your host, Mark Steckman. Called The Cactus and the Snowflake at Work. And uh, the author of that book is a Washington Post best-selling author. Her name is Devorah Zach. Devorah Zach is an author and a global keynote speaker with books in 45 languages. I don't even know 45 languages existed, so that's that's new to me, but uh, her books are in 45 languages. Her clients have included the Smithsonian, Pfizer, Delta Airlines, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. She's been featured on such programs and uh, uh, platforms as the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, ABC, CNN, lots and lots of places, as, as well as Forbes, among many others. She graduated with honors from Cornell University with an MBA, and she also at UPenn, as a, it, where she got her BA, and she's the author of Networking for People Who Hate Networking. I had to read that book, too, uh, as well as another book called Managing for People Who Hate Managing, Single Tasking. Her latest book, as I mentioned, is called The Cactus and the Snowflake at Work, just released this month. Good morning, Devorah Zach. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Does that does that humble you hearing that intro? All that stuff. I mean, you've done a lot in your uh, short life. It, it yeah. Could you repeat it, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure your friends and family know how hard more than anybody uh, how hard you work to accomplish. I mean, just just the. Uh, you know, going to UPenn and Cornell, that takes that takes a certain amount of hustle and fortitude to get through, but uh, all these different things. You've got a great new book that's uh, out. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Sure. So it's a different look at personality styles than a lot of people are familiar with. It looks at the thinker and feeler dimension, which I call uh, cactus and snowflakes. And the cactus leads with his or her head, and the snowflake leads with the heart. And the primary differences are that the cactus is more logical, analytical, and direct. And a snowflake is more sensitive, empathetic, and diplomatic. However, it's important to keep in mind that most of us are a combination. So it's not just one type or the other. Picture a continuum like a line, and we are somewhere along that line of how much we identify with one aspect of personality or the other. And it impacts really everything in our lives in terms of how we perceive the world and how we relate to others, how we communicate. So it's a great thing to learn about, and it's a lot of fun, too. Well, a lot of companies I know in the HR, in the hiring process, the onboarding process, oftentimes will do personality surveys, and there's certainly been no shortage of those. I was a psychology major in uh, college years ago, and I remember these, these things go back to the 1960s, probably even sooner. Uh, talk about how your personality and assessment with the cactus and the snowflake is different from those that uh, have, have come and gone. Well, first, I just have to jump in and say I'm not a fan of administering personality assessments to decide whether or not to hire someone because uh, a personality assessment reveals what your natural innate preferences are, but it does not reveal what your abilities are Mm. or what your capabilities are. So when we look at this aspect of personality, it explains why our predisposition compels us to engage in a certain way, but not at all linked to what our behaviors might be, uh, because we can learn behaviors to make us more effective. So I just had to throw that in there. Sure, no, that's uh, great. It's a really good And point. then to answer your question about what sets this apart is that it really looks at uh, how we perceive situations and why we all have different reactions to the same 
same objective reality. So there's something in the book I introduced that I call the non-event. And that is when something, let's say you're a snowflake and you're more sensitive and you and I go to a meeting together and something happens that you think is catastrophic and it's a really big deal and it's terrible and you want to talk to me about it. But if I have a totally different disposition, for me, it literally was a non-event. Nothing happened in my world. So we think that people sometimes are conflict adverse or create conflict. In reality, what's more often than not the case is that we are just having entirely different experiences of the same reality. Mm, that's a, uh, you, you know, saying that flips about 13 different scenarios that have happened in the last week. <laughs> you know, whether it's in my personal life or at work, the, I, you don't think, I, I don't, if you don't think about how people perceive things differently, well, then this doesn't make any sense, but it, it makes crystal clear sense to me. Is it important for us to consider this, these kinds of things when we're filling vacancies in an employment situation then, just taking that a step further? I mean, that maybe we want to find somebody that is this, you know, is a cactus versus a snowflake, or should we want to seek out people that are a combination? I mean, like, how do you think of that in terms of how the hiring process should look at uh, personality types? Well, first of all, I think it's great to have a mixed group of people working together. So sure. we have all different strengths and all different capabilities. Uh, but then that, there's always the question, how would you even know when you're interviewing someone what their predisposition is? It's hard to tell. So I have something I call the big two, which is first to observe, to just notice what their behaviors are, what they seem to care about, what their interests are, what matters to them, and even what language they use. For example, uh, cacti tend, especially strongly affiliated cacti, tend to use the word think more often, and snowflakes tend to use the word feel more often. So if there's someone who sprinkles, their, and they're mostly interchangeable in, in the English language, so if someone sprinkles their uh, comments with, I really feel like this, or I feel like that, versus I think this, or I think that, that's another way to, to tell. So that's the first uh-huh. one to observe. And the second part of the big two is, is deceptively easy, yet overlooked all the time, which is to ask to ask people what their preferences are and what they prefer and what what motivates them. Interesting. Well, that that totally made sense. Think be, being more logical, feel being more emotional. Uh, what a great point that is. When it uh, when it comes to the workplace, what are some of the benefits and challenges of either of the types of personalities? Well, the snowflakes are really tuned in to the feelings of the group, the emotions, the um, kind of what's behind the scenes. So they'll tune into subtle shifts in uh, what people are, care about, and they'll also be able to meet people where they're at. I call it flexing your style to uh, accommodate different personalities. The cacti tends to be more analytical and uh, when, in making decisions. That, and so they're very good to have in terms of Object, being objective and giving a different perspective. So really, they each have strengths. And uh, part of being a good leader, whether you're a cactus or snowflake, is having the skill of being able to be meet other people, like I said, flexing your style, and to, for example, have language dexterity is one example, which is what I, a term I use to explain if you are a leader in an organization how do you modify or accommodate your language so that different people are motivated by this towards the same task but in different ways because you use different motivators? It looks like Jen has a question. Jen's my co-host. Uh, Jen, what do you got? Thanks, Mark. Yeah, DeVore, this is really interesting. I'm curious, who was this book written for? Did you have someone in mind or some type of role in mind when you were putting this book together? 
so the book is being promoted as a as a business and work life culture book. However, uh, a lot of people who've been reading it have been uh, talking about their personal lives in this context, and there's a whole chapter on personal life. So it really it, it turns out it's appealing to a wide range of readers, and it includes a self assessment, which people think is a lot of fun, and to figure out where you are in it and because it's all about human nature and human interactions, it can be applied to really a wide, wide spectrum of situations. So let me ask you this, Devorah. Uh, difference between a cactus and a snowflake in terms of different roles in the world. So let's just say I'm in sales. Are more salespeople cactus or snowflake, do you think? And, and by the way, there probably isn't a right answer, but what's your, what's your perceived answer to that? Yeah, I love that you asked that, and then you kind of answered it, too. <laughs> but you answered it very well, so, <laughs> so I'll be going now. Um, <laughs> so I think that it, there's really a mix. It's just a matter of how they engage with their potential customers. So there are a lot of people in sales who are snowflakes, and they are the ones who can pick up on, uh, they're more likely to be empaths and be able to pick up on what someone cares about. They're more uh, tuned in to these little subtle clues and cues that people are always sending out. However, they also might get offended more easily or misread a situation or overread into a situation. So that's where the cactus comes in, who can be who separate emotionally from the, from the uh, the other person that they're engaging with, and also bounce back a little bit more easily if, if they have a, a, a negative experience or what they won't, they'll sort of overcome it a little bit faster. So each just has strengths and challenges. Uh, it, but I do talk about in the book that even though I, this is obviously an aspect of personality that I'm really excited about and I think has is revealed so much about people, it doesn't do everything. So it doesn't, it's not linked to IQ or ability to lead or uh, confidence or anything like that. They're, one is as likely to have those traits as the other. Is there a particular temperament, uh, as far as either the snowflake, snowflakes or the cactuses, that is more common in the business world? I think that, it, well, it, not just in the business world per se. However, in terms of gender, there's a difference. So uh, of men that have been surveyed, about 68% are primarily cacti and 32% are primarily snowflakes, whereas women have been um, polled, they're about 62% snowflake and 38% cactus. Do you, do you think that people generally, because I, I put this out there on social media yesterday, the question, you know, which are you, a cactus or a snowflake? And, you know, I think generally most people want to take that middle of the road. They say, oh, I'm a little bit of both. You know, it's a nice, safe place to be. But how important is it to actually really identify where you're most, where, you, where you're heaviest at? Like, I know that I tend to be very, very much more cactus driven, you know, more logical, although I am in touch with my emotional, more softer side, I suppose, as well. But do people tend to want to live in that middle zone just because it's more comfortable? And how important is it to, to really, truly identify which you really are more leaning towards? Well, I think it is important to identify and to have that self-awareness of what you're leaning towards. And that's why there's a assessment in the book. Uh, however, to your point, uh, I've also noticed many people want to uh, consider themselves what I call a cactus flake 
or a snow cactus and uh, because they're, they think, you know, well, I, I want to be in the middle or I, I'm gifted in both aspects of communication. And so just to reiterate, it's, you can absolutely be capable of using both ends of the spectrum in your communication and your engagements with others. Uh, but it's not, it's not necessarily saying that your temperament is exactly in the middle, just the, the difference keeping in mind between behavior and preference. So my, I may have a strong preference as a snowflake, but my behavior can be flexible in terms of how I engage with people. A lot of times when people do assessments, let's say a self-assessment like this, a personality type assessment, and they find out, you know, they say, you know what, hey, I am 65% or 70% cactus and 35% or whatever the balance is, uh, snowflake. I guess I got to start working on my weakness and start learning to be more softer. Is that the is that the right answer that we should be working on the areas that we're maybe not as strong in, or should we just be aware of where our strengths are and be using that in a in a more positive way? I think it's being aware of what your temperament is, and then taking what if you have perceived liabilities. If you think, well, I'm, you know, maybe I shouldn't be so much of a cactus because. It can offend people, so but taking those perceived liabilities and turning them into your strength. So it's working with rather than fighting against your predisposition. Devorah, I have a question for you. Just looking at the big picture here, I'm curious where where did you come up with the cactus and the snowflake? Where did those particular personality names come from? Is it a cactus because it's you know pokey <laughs> pokey and prickly or are you from are you from Arizona and uh, that just made sense so if only it were that easy so these uh, are based on Carl Jung who's considered by many to be the kind yeah. of grandfather of personality assessment yep. his personality typology and he used the term thinker and feeler but i just didn't think that was very compelling or memorable uh, to readership and and i didn't think it was very fun description either. If you know my writing, I like to make it really fun and upbeat. So we decided, we being like my editor and publisher, to come up with more exciting, visceral terms for this this aspect of personality. And it took a village to come up with them. There was a, We did a bunch of surveys and committee meetings and brainstorming, and we wanted to really come up with two different aspects of, of that could reflect personality that both had positive components to them. So, I mean, there's a lot of great things about the cactus, including its resilience and so on. So uh, that's what we came up with. And so far, it's been very well received. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great, especially for the for a book and uh, anything that may go along with that over time. I have a question for you because, you know, when I was a kid, my parents used to say, you need to follow the golden rule, Mark, and uh, that is to treat <laughs> others the way you want to be treated. And uh, you have a different thought on that, and maybe that's not... Such a great idea. Talk about that. That's right. So I'm not a big fan of the golden rule, which is a lot of people are a big fan of it, to treat others how you want to be treated. Because in my experience, that backfires about half the time because not Mm -hmm. everyone has our same personality. So people want to be actually treated in different ways. And so I introduced the platinum rule, which is to treat others how they want to be treated. So first, you need to put a lot more effort into it because assessing how other people might want to be treated and you can use the big two for that the observe and ask platform and and then to modify how you engage with people based on how they would respond to certain uh behaviors versus how you would so here's an example let's say i'm a snowflake and uh one of my colleagues 
it goes on three months personal leave, and I don't know him that well, but he reappears one day uh, into a, a group meeting. So if I'm a snowflake and I'm using the golden rule, I want to treat him how I want to be treated, I might say, oh, hey, Mark, welcome back. We missed you so much. Is everything okay? Is there anything you want to talk about? Like, I hope we are so worried about you. And to a strong cactus, that's disrespectful. And like, they, they think, they're like, why are you why are you doing, drawing this attention to me? And it seems like too touchy-feely. So if instead, even if I still have a temperament of a snowflake, I decide that my colleague Mark is probably more of a cactus temperament, then I would treat him how I think he would want to be treated, and it would go a lot more like this. He walks back into the team meeting, and I say, hey, how you doing? Mm. <laughs> And then, then he, that would feel like respect to him. So people always say, we need to respect each other more. And why is it so difficult to respect each other in the workplace? And the answer is, is because respect is a moving target. It, it's, it's manifests in different ways to different people. Yeah, that's a, such a great point. I think thinking about, like, especially when you talk about that golden rule, and I think that it comes from a good place, you know, in, in thinking about how to treat other people. But the reality is everybody wants to be treated a little differently. And rather than thinking about how is it uh, I'm going to treat everyone the way that I want to be treated, we should be wanting to focus on how they actually want to be treated. That's a great point. Devorah, we could talk about this for hours and hours. Tell everybody, where are they? Where can we get a copy of this book? Is it available everywhere? There's somewhere specifically we should go. I know you didn't ask me to ask you this, but uh, where can we get the book, The Cactus and the Snowflake at Work? So you can get the book anywhere books are sold, online, at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and so on, and uh, bookstores and in airports and uh, wherever you might be over the holiday season. And you can learn more about the book and about my work at cactussnowflake.com. Oh, that's awesome. Devorah, Devorah Zach, thank you so much for being a part of the Business Beyond the Boardroom show. What a great conversation, thinking about personality types. I don't think we really probably talk about this enough. Carl Jung, as you mentioned, was the grandfather of this whole concept of, of thinking about people in these terms. And I think this book, The Cactus and the Snowflake at Work, is a nice modern look at that about how logical and sensitive can thrive side by side. I love that uh, subtitle. What a great Thank uh, you. What a great Thank book. you. I'll throw in one more quick tip. Next time you're offended, like, again, this is good during the holiday season, or someone rubs you the wrong way, whether you're a cactus or snowflake, remember, N-A-Y, nay, it's not about you. Just keep repeating that in your head next time someone doesn't treat you the way you want to be treated. <laughs> More it. often than not, I love they meant it. well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Devorah Zach, for joining the show today. We'll talk to you again sometime soon. Sounds great. You Thank got you. It. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand podcast, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time anywhere in the U.S. simply by going to moneytalk1010.com. Or if you live in Tampa Bay on 103.1 FM, 92.1 FM, 1010 AM, or 99.5 HD2. Also, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for more great business and marketing content, or just hop over to my website, marksteckman.com. Thanks for listening, and make it a great day.